0: Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 148. And my special guest on today's show is Skinny from Head. They are about to release a new album called A Wonderful Life. It is out on Napalm Records on the 19th of June. Please go check out the singles they've got going at the moment. They're absolutely fantastic. I love this band. I've been a fan of theirs for... 18 years um and i can actually pinpoint the date that i first saw them live as to the point that they sold me as a like as i was a fan kind of thing uh which was an absolutely great sort of life i've I've still got the gig ticket if you will but you find out more about that in the actual interview itself um so i'm not going to spoil anything else for you on that front i just want to give a shout out to everyone that's been downloading this show during this lockdown season that we've been having i've still got a few more podcasts to go and a few more to record so i'm not going to stop so much at the moment but these things will slow down as they as they most naturally will because my time becomes a bit more constrained um But I just want to give a shout out to all the press agents and stuff and all the bands that I reached out to and artists that I reached out to and they responded, um, you know, just wanting to have a chat and things like that. And, and, And yeah, just big, big up everyone on that front. I was going to save this for like the last of the lockdown ones, but I'm going to kind of get out the thanks now, I think, just to sort of like say why people are listening um, and got the time to listen, if you will, on that front. Uh, but yeah, other good news, uh, Crossing the Streams is definitely coming back. It's going to take my Sunday night slot on Total Rock um, that had this Inver- In Conversation podcast going. Uh, and what's happening with the podcast or what's happening with In Conversation, I hear some of you say. Well... Total Rock have agreed to um, mirror the the, the podcast onto their site so it becomes more of an official Total Rock product uh, on that front. So some of my shows will have uh, a heavy uh, more rock appearance to it maybe even have a few sort of like snippets of Total Rock, like their idents and stuff like that. Um, but I'm still going to continue obviously interviewing comedians, actors, DJs, um, all that kind of good stuff as well. So um, some of them will be branded with the Total Rock idents just purely because um, it's more relevant to that. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the sort of general sort of like format of the podcast won't change. Um, but yeah, no, it's just that uh, I, I could only maintain one radio show. And the podcast kind of does itself. I do very minimal editing uh, to this, unless anyone specifically asks me something to edit out, which has never happened. So... Yeah, I can maintain this because the chats generally are unedited uh, to a point. I mean, I round off a few bits here and there if we sort of like tail off at the end and start talking about um, like random other bits that don't really pertain to anything uh, relevant to the podcast or anything like that. But no, generally the editing on these things, you probably notice I keep in everything, Um, all the words, all the ums, the ahs, the pauses, all that kind of stuff, Uh, because that's a real conversation. That's how I speak. Uh, That's how they speak. I could go through it and delete all the ums and the ahs and the ers and all that kind of stuff, but it's really it's really not worth it because that's not that's that's just editing my voice at that point. And um I've gotta train myself to sort of stop doing those moments, those those ums and ahs, really. And and the more I'm aware of it, the more the less I should do it, I hope. Um, but now I've made you more aware of it, you're gonna listen out for everything now, aren't you? yeah i know you are (laughs) but anyway i am i am now a point of rambling um like i said we'll be back tomorrow uh with episode 149 and i've got rob swift and dilly on the show for my dj special um he of the executioners uh, who work with um, members of Lincoln Park and Static X for this track, It's Going Down. And uh, yeah, go check that out. It's a fantastic track. But today's show is about Mushroomhead, their new album, Wonderful Life, which is out on June 19th on Napalm Records, which I must say is a fantastic label. Um, I want to give a shout out to them because they've been absolutely been brilliant for me. Um, they've got a lot of bands, and they've been really, really like welcoming and in, in having them have a chat with me in the long form as well not not your short promo interviews, but the long form, half an hour plus. Uh, and it's been absolutely great. I just want to give a quick shout out to them. Um, and and all the actually everyone else like i said all the pr press agents bands everything who i've reached out to at this time you've all been absolutely magnificent love you all and uh yeah without much further ado here is skinny from mushroom head you guys enjoy Today on my show, I have Skinny from the band Mushroom Head. He's a uh, percussionist and uh, founder and general sort of like leader of said band. Welcome.
1: Hey man, thanks for the opportunity. Really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. I am a I'm a fan of your band. Um, I'm going to take you back a little bit, if that's all right, to the first time I saw you guys live here in England. Uh, it was the- it was it was actually almost 18 years to the day. Ah. Believe it or not. <laughs> It goes quick. It does. It does. You were playing at the uh what was then called the Mean Fiddler um or the London Astoria T. Um you played with Il Nino. Um I found I had the ticket somewhere. Um and yeah it was May 2002.
1: Was flaw on that one or was that with, with Kitty? Uh
0: Floor I believe.
1: <laughs> oh okay, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember that that run. Absolutely.
0: No, it was good. I mean it's like it was a total surprise to me cuz I I obviously I'd heard of you guys you were in the magazines at the time um and um yeah it was just like seeing you guys on stage was immense there was i mean there was so many of you for a start to f- fit on that kind of small stage in that in that venue um but the the mix of sort of like the metal electronic and sort of like industrial sound um really really kind of like resonated with me and i picked up your double x album um, oh right which, on which i think was the one out at the time yeah but it yeah, was the first was- album I owned of yours, own anyway
1: yeah, that's when right when we signed with Universal, so we'd started getting a little bit more of an, the international push, and that was one of our first uh, European and UK tours, actually.
0: Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, I, like I said, you were in the magazines at the time, um, but I, I was going there because I, I used to go to gigs all the time when I was younger, as you do when you've got disposable income and no responsibility. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> uh-huh but yeah no it was it was it was really cool and I'm like getting the chance to actually speak to you guys or to yourself and and this is amazing for me because it's like one of the sort of like uh bands that i've kind of like admired from afar because I've, I've only ever seen you live at that point um despite having various opportunities not just here but in the states as well uh to see you guys and i've, I've there's always been something else going on so um i'm hoping this time round, once she once everyone's back on the road and everything i think 2021 is going to be a manic year for gigs and stuff. But if you guys make it back over here and everything, I'll definitely be there. So
1: yeah, that that is the plan. All of our 2020 plans have just been postponed until yeah. 2021. So and you know, over the last four years, pretty heavy since 2016. Our, one of our main goals was to reestablish ourselves independently over there in uh, in Europe. Mm. So we've got a, um, a storage facility with. Uh, a secondary B-rig that we've been slowly building over in Essen, Germany, so we don't have to ship all of our stuff. We can just kind of get plane and get over and start doing more shows. So now we don't have to just wait to be invited to festivals. We can actually go and do some club touring on our own. Or even if we are over there doing uh, festivals, we can stay a bit longer and do one-offs in between a little successfully. So uh, you – it, once this, the, you know, once the world figures out what the hell they're doing, uh, <laughs> let everyone go back to work, you're going to see a lot more of us for sure.
0: No, that's really good. I'm really looking forward to the new album, sort of just to bring it up to date. Um, I really enjoyed the single. It kind of really grabbed me as well, which was nice. I was like, you know what? And then I just sort of sent an email to Napalm saying, these guys doing interviews. And yes, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, real cool. Yeah, Napalm's been great to us. Uh, they've been really good with the press. They they just got their shit together. They're really well rounded as a label. They've got yeah. their finger on the pulse of everything current and modern. Um, they got a lot of bands. They just they believe in their bands, which is, is is really cool. They they had a lot of faith and a lot of patience with us. I I, I couldn't be happier, you know, because so, it's a new label and we've never done a, a record with them before. So they're keeping us, uh, you know, busy and you know, cracking the whip and keeping us on our toes, which is great. Um, it, it's been a little challenging to meet some of these deadlines because, you know, <laughs> all this, you know, art yeah. and creativity turns into a product that needs to be marketable at some point. And we understand that, you know, this is our eighth album, 27 years deep, but, uh, the, the, the first single, uh, the, the scene at all to get that video done was, it was pretty, uh, it, 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 I don't, I don't want to say difficult, but, um, it was, it, it was definitely, uh, Trying to it was the difficult part was trying to figure out how to film eight people and make it look like they're all together. Yes, so like almost every shot, if you look at it, it those band members are all individual. I think there's a few shots of uh, Tommy who's playing guitar and Stevie together, and a few shots of Tommy and J-Man together. Mm. But other than that, every single person uh, is, is is was shot separate on a super skeleton crew. So it's definitely been 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 trying.
0: Yeah, and no, I mean, sort of adapting like that as well to the situation. I mean, I've 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 sort of spoken to bands in the past that have members sort of dotted around the world, but they still sort of like put together videos and things like that. But usually using you know like green screens and all that kind of stuff. But your one was actually I wouldn't have known really if I hadn't if you hadn't have told me that yeah. <laughs> it was actually yeah. very well done. So um, yeah, no, it's, like, it's nice to see people adapting to this situation. Which has been, you know, I mean, obviously there might be, obviously, I don't know how how you've kind of um, dealt with it. Obviously, releasing an album and everything, Um, how's that kind of been for you with the sort of like evolving with the like sort of building the plane in flight, if you will? Um,
1: Yeah, no, that that's exactly the term, without a doubt. That that that's how it's been. We got to land this thing with no no uh, wings and no (laughs) landing gear. Got to you know make shift some landing gear real quick and figure it out. That's definitely been the case because. Like, again, back to that video. So the album was pretty much wrapped up and mixed and finished. Uh, It was mastering was going on when they started shutting everything down. Okay. And the mastering was done by Howie Weinberg and his camp over in uh, California. And here, California was one of the first states to go Mm. as far as to do shutdown. So, man, we were literally by the hour. We were by the seat of our pants because we didn't know what the hell was going to go on. So the music was pretty much finished. Yeah. There was a couple of things that had to get tweaked after that fact, after the, everything was shut down. But the video was the one that was, uh, that showed the most complications. Um, not just like the band members not willing to, you know, be together. Cause you know, a couple people were a little freaked out, still are about, you know, it, it's a weird thing. Yeah. You know, some people wear masks, some people don't obviously the band wears masks. So it's kind of funny for us, <laughs> but, um, you know, the big one was, uh, Running lights, running any track or dolly, right? you know, like trying to just do the normal things you would do to to to, to film a video. Yeah, uh, even uh, locations. Um, you know, originally we had a separate location we were going to go to and film the band a little bit more together. So again, we did that in our warehouse where we rehearse. That whole thing was shot right, right at our place. We, you know, came up with that whole. Con- the concept was pretty much the same. Anyways, but it was in a much larger facility that didn't have power, so we would have had to rent generators, lights, yeah. more crew. We weren't able to do any of that, so we had to do it all ourselves, right? Basically, at home. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's just it's just funny because when I look at because I did all the editing on that one too, so I just I when I looked at it, I had to keep in mind the pacing of it and keep it exciting enough to where you don't notice that everyone's separate. Mm. They're just in a in a very strange room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it fits the aesthetic of the band as well, so it's kind of, um, it's like a video you would, I don't want to say expect from you guys, but um, just the way that it was done, um, now that I know the sort of inner workings of it, um, yeah, it's kind of a very kind of like a mushroom head video, if you will.
1: Sure. Yeah. The way it's edited, quick, fast, twitchy motion, skipped frames, things of that nature. That's just kind of the style of the way our mushroomed videos look. Yeah. And when it was, I said that almost the same thing. I was like, Hey, it looks like a mushroomed video <laughs> now as a producer and as a director, um, and as an artist, as in the band, I can tell you honestly that it was supposed to be much more on a grand scale, much more of a, we are the truth or solitaire unraveling style. Like mm. it to me, this one and it's really funny that the video reminds me of it because of the way it was done and sonically. This type of song, the song itself uh sonically reminds me of Sun Doesn't Rise,
0: mm.
1: and then when I go back and I listen to Sun Doesn't Rise and I watch that video, all those band members are cut together separately and added into the fact as well. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I didn't even plan that, but those things both of those things just really resonate and hit home to me as far as wow, we're kind of. We're in familiar territory, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, even with brand new people, uh, yeah. it's it's a familiar territory. We d- haven't changed. You know the sound so so much like I like I, I like to compare it to the Star Wars thing or Mortal Kombat. You know where yeah. you bring in new members, you bring in some old members with new costumes and you know <laughs> got a whole new face on it, but it's still Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know you still know what you're in it for. So I it, that's kind of how I feel about Mushroomhead. It's still Mushroomhead, no matter who's singing, who's playing, who's acting, who's wearing what. It still turns it, and it's not even you know thought out that way. Like I like I said, I didn't think of that song as the sun doesn't rise so to speak until the video was done because the video reminded me more of wow everyone's kind of separate it's not so much about one thing there's a whole other element Hmm. going on there's it's not just about one character um it it, so it's funny like i said we we got into very familiar territory because the album gets into uncharted territory places we've never been before but it's still dark and doomy. it's very mushroom head but um like i really enjoyed making this one because it was uh, like i said it was uncharted and i didn't know where it was headed sometimes and to me that's great the, the unknown is just awesome
0: no that's that's also awesome. i mean like you said like um you said a moment ago just sort of like it you have that the mushroom head sound and it doesn't matter who's in the band um if i go back across your sort of discography you have a certain style and it doesn't matter what kind of like changes that people have made or you've made to the band or whatever um, it still sounds like Mushroomhead, which is absolutely fantastic. Because a lot of bands that kind of rotate people and stuff like that, they lose certain sounds and things like that. But you've sure. kind of maintained the vision that 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 um, obviously that you have, along with your um, like other musicians in the band. Um, but you've managed to maintain that, which has been fantastic, to be honest with you. Because, um, like I say, a lot of bands they can change, and and sometimes it can be for the worse, sometimes it can be for the better. But you guys have kind of maintained that that kind of uh what's the word status quo i guess is the word i think that's
1: sure it. no yeah yeah, I, I i totally i totally agree uh it, it's been you know it, it's just one of those things to where when you listen to as an artist when you're working on it does it come across honest and that i think is the end result yeah. of why the mushroom head stuff doesn't matter who's singing or playing has been consistent it's just it's honest artwork i have there's some albums that i have issues with certain songs no without a doubt that i think <laughs> thrived and eh, it sounds forced or it sounds pushing or fake mm. uh, basically we didn't maybe know where we were headed with that one and just yeah. ended up uh, kind of parked a little cattywampus if you will <laughs> <laughs> but uh on this new one i think it was really focused every it, I, I keep saying this one damn near wrote itself uh it it was just everyone was very much on the same page and just knew how to uh how, how to contribute in the right way, even if your idea didn't get used. Um, everyone was very, like I said, open to the idea of trying. You know, it's it, it's very much, you know, um, you know, colleagues that work together. Yeah, you know, and no. peers that work together. Instead of oh, my part's better than your part, it's not like that. Um, the, the, the especially this time around, the writing was just a lot of fun. Someone would sing something or hum something, and then someone else would say, "Hey, did you say, dude? What did you just say?" And then it'll spin off into a whole hour worth of you know Frankensteining uh, lyrical ideas back and forth, and then yeah. that turned into a whole other concept. So it, it it was very open and honest on the writing this time around.
0: No, that's 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 an awesome situation to be in because I I'm like from my sort of like background myself, I was a musician or I was in a band, I should say I was a turntablist. Right. Yeah. I know you've guys got one as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but having that kind of like, um, when you are writing and your ideas are listened to, they're not, um, they're not like, uh, instantly pooed away if you will. And then, um, like, and even if your ideas weren't used, it wasn't done in such a way of like, you know, that idea was complete dog shit. You know, it was like made to made you feel like insignificant. Um, but that situation is great because it does. You start writing; it starts writing itself. Things like ideas flow, like you say. You had that moment of of when some guy was humming, and then another guy was playing, and another guy was messing around with lyrics, and it just kind of evolves into something. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, you know. yeah that's that's definitely it. Um, and you know that I think that comes with part of uh, the patience game of you know twenty seven years and album number eight. Yep. So, <laughs> like, even if you don't like. Something right off the rip, it's become more of a well. Why don't I like that off the rip? You know, let's let's listen to it, let's break it down, let's absorb it, let's see wh- what is truly bothering me or what could be better, or let's let's at least give everything its day in court. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I said earlier, Napalm's just been very patient and uh, understanding as far as crafting the art, if you will. It's yeah. not just not just a product for them
0: no no
1: they they understand and and that's another major reason we're we're with them um because you know they they like what we do and they were very much do what you do that's why we you know we hired you
0: yeah no i mean with napalm i've i've discovered so many bands with them um just because they have been so active in in getting quite a, a roster together a diverse roster as well it's not just sort of like straight up metal it there's 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 all the different genres of metal, if you will, and I I've discovered a German band. I think it was about a week and a half ago, uh, called Fireswans, and they're about to release something on Napalm. Um, but they're a, oh. they're like a medieval um, uh, f- sort of medieval folk metal, totally German. They 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 dress up in the whole garb as well, so they're all in like medieval knight outfits and all that kind of stuff. Um, but their music's really good, like really powerful. It's not just a gimmick; it's actually, you know really fought through like music um cool. and then there's i've got a friend of mine band on there skindred um they're on there as well um
1: you know i've i've been listening to skindred forever yeah. i think with 2006 2004 uh i forget the name of that album but man it, it, it I, i've been a, i've been a fan for those guys for a mm. really long time and holy shit are they amazing live
0: oh yeah uh, totally
1: Paul, oh, talk about the energy. We, we were fortunate enough to uh, catch them on Soundwave. We were part of the Soundwave tour festival yeah. in uh, 2014, and they were on it. And I had been a huge fan for years and never got the opportunity to see them. So every Soundwave that we didn't have a flight, I ran my ass off over to the other <laughs> side of the facility to check out Skindred every – I think there were six or seven shows, maybe yeah. five. Uh, yeah, I, 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 we saw them almost every fucking time. It was – they're amazing live. Just what incredible energy! God, I love yeah. that band.
0: Yeah, they've been they've been. I mean, when I was in the music, like when I was in the band in my band, uh, we played a lot of their early shows in London and Birmingham and places like that to like very small rooms of twenty people. Um, but they always had this knack of of turning that particular situation where it would normally be quite, you know, quite a sterile gig. I've had my experiences of like very small crowds and and but they turned it into a massive party it was crazy and then i've seen them sort of progress from there to watching like videos of them playing festivals in random european countries and commanding an audience of a hundred thousand. and you're like holy shit (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. they're they're absolutely incredible that's how it was with with soundwave Mm -hmm. uh every day by the i don't know the middle of the first song They've got ten thousand people just bouncing, yeah. you know. And by the last song, everyone that could physically see them—just a sea of people just bouncing—it was amazing. I was, I was really, really happy. I actually got to meet Benji. We uh, talked a little mm. bit, uh, in, you know, one of the one of the little shuttle rides back and forth. Um, very, very down to earth. Really nice guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great band. Sorry, but no, yeah, no, it's I, good.
0: It's all good. <laughs> cool well, I've got a couple of questions left for you man and I can let you get on with the rest of your uh, promotional day if no you want um what I want to find out this is more sort of sort of, sort of centered around you rather than the whole band um but um what I want to find out are your sort of your three um most pivotal albums that you can kind of pinpoint and say this is what made me want to like you know make music this is what what made me want to play drums or or anything like that what are those do you know what those particular albums are for you
1: you know i as as well, it's really tough because as an artist, it's more of, I would have to say like the Pink Floyd, the wall.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Got into that way early on, you know, when I started smoking pot and doing <laughs> and all that. You know, I was young. Yeah. Way before I played drums or anything like that. Now, I was kind of a late bloomer. I didn't really start playing drums until about 15 or 16 years old. Uh, that that was influenced by metal 100% didn't have really any interest in, uh, playing, you know, like pink Floyd style drums. Now, <laughs> yeah. now when, when you're 15, you know, you just don't, yeah. but you can, as an artist at 15, I absorbed it and I understood it and I just loved mm. how deep it was and how it, it, emotionally it rang to me. But okay. So that would be number one. Number yeah. two would be, and, and I got to split this between Megadeth, Peace Cells and, uh, the SOD album. Okay. Uh, those two records made me want to play drums, made me want to be a metal drummer. Nice. And particularly the song Peace Sells, that one rang true to me as a, uh, even before I knew I was a music producer, uh, that one, because I wanted to play drums, but I wanted to be in a cool metal band. Yeah. And that song showed me that you can play metal without playing blasting double bass everywhere, mm-hmm. and you can be, you can have a groove, and it can be somewhat catchy and commercial. Yep. Uh, and be very successful at it, and then turn around and play whatever the hell you want, metal-wise, double bass, killer leads, all that shit. But as long as you've got your, your feet firmly planted in the belief of doing something a little more commercial that will reach out to the people that don't want to hear blast beats.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I understood that right away when awesome. p cells came out and MTV picked it up. I was like, holy shit, I need, I'm going to be a metal drummer. I need to be in a metal band that can make music that does that, that speaks to the normal people, the people that don't like metal. Um, and it's not just lyrically; it's the, the hook uh, and the ounce and the feel of the direction of the song. And then, you know, as a as a composer, uh, you know, it's really tough. Uh, it, I, I I I have a hard time separating myself from the management position and the composer artist uh, because. I can't just say one album, because the last few years have been really heavy with um, bands that I kind of blew off and I didn't really listen to. I, I'm a huge fan of female vocalists, always have been. From, oh, brilliant. You know, uh, back in the day, the early early 90s stuff, P.J. Harvey, Bjork, uh, Lamb, uh, Massive Attack, you know, things of that. age. I was really, really into that type of stuff. And I kind of gave it a little bit of a break, because there really wasn't a whole lot of it unless you were looking – for that, that 90s and, and more industrial or electronic sounds, you know, when you broke into metal. And then, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, female fronted metal has just been huge. Yeah, And so I, I was kind of a late bloomer into the In This Moment and, like, say, Lacuna Coil. Yep. But, man, I, I got turned on to them in about, what, 2016? I mean, I knew them and I listened to them, but I didn't really absorb it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I started to absorb it. And I listened to the production and I listened to the how it was presented and the amount of space that they make for that vocal to be cut in the middle there.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and so where there's not a bunch of beats, a lot of shitload of notes being played, it creates all this space for a wall of sound to just be gigantic and heavy. Like, it makes me wish Typo Negative was still around in 2020, you yeah. know? God, it would be just, <laughs> and, you know, like this the massive wall of sound just crushing you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so Pink Floyd, uh, Megadeth, and then boy, man, lately it's it's I'm having a really hard time <laughs> to come up with one to, you know what? I'll I'll tell you one that really inspired me uh, within the last year. There's this Russian band called Slot. Okay. Or it translates to the slot S L O T. Yep. Um, they. And I went, I went backwards with them. I, I turned on to one tune and I got that album and then I went backwards and found that their, their latest album is, 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 it's a lot different than their newer stuff, but man, I don't know who's doing all their production. I don't know. I can't, I don't speak Russian, so I don't know a word that they're saying, but, (laughs) uh, I forget the name of the album. It's like CR 13 or TB 200 KB 200, I think is what it's called. Uh, uh, yeah, it's called – the band's called The Slot, uh, a female and a vocal – and a male vocal. They remind me of Diane Edwards sometimes. Okay, yeah. And, and then they get into, like, almost like a, a commercial metal, but it's got a euro pop flavor to it. It's okay. It's a lot of elements, man, going on, and the production <laughs> is amazing. I can't recommend it enough to yeah. people. Uh, okay. It's got, like, EDM quality to it sometimes and just these cool single-string – you know, bouncy metal riffs. They got these cool Meshuggah style breakdowns that pop in out of nowhere. Like there, it's just, and I use the term Meshuggah breakdown loosely. It's not like math metal at all, but <laughs> just pop into this, like I said, single string bounce, like for a second, it's like, wow, there's a whole song. Like it's really interesting stuff. So Ooh. yeah. Yeah, the, the, definitely that the slot awesome. band uh KB it's KB 200 I put KB T
0: okay. 200 yeah. KB T 200 cool. I'm yeah, going to check yeah. that out cuz I, I I really like the kind of like electronic rock metal crossover type sound especially yeah, with, like sort of main big room kind of dance music um in there. Yeah,
1: you'll dig this then, man. It, it it turns into she turns into like she's got like a cool metal scream and then she's like but not like death metal. Like she's yeah. just got a cool raspy voice. And she can sing her ass off. But then sometimes it turns into like like if Katy Perry was doing metal. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah. Really inspiring. Really nice. inspiring. Nice. Check it
0: out. Yeah. And no, I got into a lot of like female fronted bands as well. Bands like Hailstorm and, yeah, they uh, like say In This Moment, um, Arch Enemy, all that kind of lot. And, 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 yeah, and Ginger as well, a new one. Um, they're on yeah. Napalm as well, yeah. actually. Um, Real, but yeah, really no, it's absolutely brilliant. Like now that, like, the voices are just so powerful and they're like focused on it as well. And it's not. Just about the sort of like um, um, what used to be like the sex appeal of them, if you will. Like that's how they were sold before. But now you can actually, like you say, the productions there, the the, the, the live show. that I've seen Hailstorm live a few times and absolutely magnificent.
1: Um, she's amazing. There's, yeah. She's the, you know, what, when they say, when people say they have it, you know, the, yeah. she is just natural talent. Oh, my God. That voice, the power. Holy shit. Yeah, What a powerhouse.
0: Totally, Amazing. totally, and take you back to that sort of that Megadeth choice as well. It was, it was like when you were talking about it, it kind of reminded me of um, uh, what Avenged Sevenfold did, because they kind of came from a kind of more of a hardcorey background, and they made uh, I think it was Nightmare, or is it the yeah. um, Hail to the King? It was one of the albums, the one that kind of like basically they just simplified the drums, and it became like as soon as that came out, I was like, you know what, that is going to get make them headline festivals next year and what happened i was like <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say i called it but it was there
1: <laughs> oh you're right on point we did a lot of touring with avenge uh, way back in the early 2000s before they blew up and i think it was nightmare that you i think you're right there yeah. when when that happened and it was the same thing it, it, simplify those drums make some space for that vocal to be huge yep uh, it's funny as a producer and those guys laugh at me all the time like when we're mixing or editing or working or rearranging and composing um i'm always firing the drum i say it all the time fire this fucking drummer jesus another <laughs> fill? we really need another drum fill here like so a lot of times people you know like oh you don't play as much as you used to you don't play this you don't play well a i'm you know i'm 27 years into this i'm almost 50 so my playing style has changed i will be honest with you you know i don't want to play blast beats all the time it's just not part of my who i am right now no so you know i understand that that artists do evolve um and 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 they change but yeah it's funny because i'm always like simplify the drums man fire this fucking drummer i say (laughs) they just all chuckle you know (laughs) but i i truly mean it too because as an as a drummer I'll sit down and I want to play, yeah. you know, and I cool ideas everywhere. And then it's like, well, what does the fucking song call for? And then we just start stripping drums away and stripping drums away. And by the end of it, it's very simple. It's like, well, shit, if I would have known that, I would have just, I would have saved us a lot of time. I would have played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't always know, you know until you put things together. And that's where, you know, where the patience and the experience comes in. Yep. And just knowing that, hey, this shit's going to change you're going to have to replay all this stuff once we decide what it's going
0: to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, finally, uh, Skinny, I've got one question left for you. Um, I was going to ask you, but looking at your surroundings around you, I know you've got your camera on, and I can see mm-hmm. you haven't, I haven't got mine on because I haven't got a camera on this thing. But what are your um, what are your hobbies away from music? What What do you kind of do when you're not producing music?
1: You know, I'm a total gear nerd. So it's – I'm looking for new microphones. I'm looking for new mic pre's. I'm playing with compressors and EQs. I dabble a lot in software as well, trying to find, you know, cool stuff to do like EDM shit. And uh, I found this this killer software not too long ago. Uh, um, uh, what the hell is it? Avenger? Uh, yeah, I, I- – yeah, I can't think of the name of it. Um, but it it it's just got killer like keyboard patches and um, yeah, I think it is Avenger. venture. Uh, it's killer keyboard patches and like good EDM sounds and quite a bit of it's on the album. Uh, once nice. we, got, I wish I would have got turned on to it like at the start of the album, but <laughs> I'll save it for the next one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm always, I'm always searching for gear, and then you know, being a a, a video guy as well, I'm I'm constantly Playing with uh, cameras, uh, we've got a, got a hell of a red setup and just testing different um, lenses and lighting and um, playing around with just video concepts and uh, dabbling a little bit in obviously a big, big Photoshop nerd as well as Pro Tools, any yeah. of the avid, any of the avid suite stuff, Adobe suite stuff. Yeah. Uh, starting to learn a little bit of the uh, um, uh, Illustrator or not Illustrator, uh, the After Effects, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really deep and uh i i definitely definitely dig what you can do it's like photoshop for video i absolutely love it so yeah it whether it's pretty much audio and visual i'm i'm the nerd kid with the cart bringing it in for the
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that's awesome I, i i dabbled in um electronic music for a while and i've got a bunch of stuff on this system here i use ableton as my main sort of door but um i dabbled in renoise have you ever tried that that's no, a, I haven't. Oh, that's a trippy one. Um,
1: <laughs> right, I'm going to open up this, this, uh, event, this Pro Tools real quick. I'll tell you exactly. You said
0: Renoise? Yeah, Renoise. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm this this. Pro, double check this name for you real quick. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Because I'm always like, looking software. for stuff. Yeah. I'm always looking for stuff. I use things like the sort of standard stuff like machine and stuff like that from Native Instruments and mm-hmm. um, all the bits I kind of like, you know, been downloading. Um, various plugins and whatnot, but um, no, I used to dabble in synths and stuff like that back in the day. And obviously, being a so I'm still a turntablist, so I still do scratching and make weird noises with records and stuff as well. So
1: traditional vinyl,
0: though, yeah. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And I also I've got the new sort of like um, this this really cool gadget thing that they've brought out called Phase, and it acts like um, like the DVS sort of vinyl. Okay. So like yeah. The, yeah. And it sends a signal, but it's a little um, transmitter that sits on the platter and just turns with the record. And you don't need to use the the, the needle, basically. So it saves me hundreds of dollars in needles. <laughs> oh, I bet. But um, no, I've always, I've always, I've got things like tractor and and you uh, Serato, all that kind of good stuff, and you know, just sort of like dabbling in various making noises and stuff like that, and getting records and doing various things with records. So.
1: You can see this screen or not, but that's it. VPS Avenger.
0: VPS Avenger.
1: Cool. Yeah. Avenger Production Suite. Avenger. Yeah. Uh, Keelworth Audio. Keelworth. Cool. Yeah. K e i l w e r t h. Killer stuff, and uh, it's not that expensive. And I think like the 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 you buy them in packs, the plugin yeah. packs to, to update them. I think they're like sixty or seventy bucks a pack. Okay. I got up to a thousand dollars really quick. <laughs> <'Cause>
0: <laughs> I'll, have be, I'll have to be careful, especially in lockdown. Yeah,
1: yeah killer shit everywhere though, man. You'll love it.
0: Yeah, cool. No, I definitely. I'll check that out. I will check that out. I've I'm um, I've been looking for something new to play with anyway on that front. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's just um, yeah, looking at looking at all that, and it's uh, no, I was I was quite the gearhead at one point. Um, I've kind of scaled down since. Thank, thankfully, well, my wife kind of like thankfully.
1: Um, I. I understand that i'm and you know with technology man you don't need as much as you used to i've you know i'm literally looking at the other side of this wall it has five guitar heads sitting yeah. in here anywhere from you know marshall's to you know, mesas to you name it um i don't use any of them anymore i'm using all kempers i'm still yeah. using cabinets still using cabinets you know because i i want to capture you know that that cabinet tone but uh and especially live, we're just man, the campers are it's it's great. And we've yeah. done a lot of modeling of our own amps and that kind of stuff, but uh you know, I just I I, I can't believe how killer the technology and the stuff that's coming out nowadays and how convenient it makes it for artists to be able to create like literally there's no excuse if you're in a band and you don't have killer stuff you, what's your what's your excuse now
0: yeah well skinny i'm gonna let you go because we've run over a little bit
1: <laughs> no problem man i really appreciate the time yeah and uh, yeah i hope you enjoy the rest of the record
0: thank you man i look forward to it and uh, have yourself a great rest of your day man
1: you too brother take Cheers. care bye-bye See you.